Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome to Five on the Floor Live here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. If you're listening to this on the podcast channel, make sure that you hit the subscribe buttons there as well, wherever it is that you listen to us. Of course, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, and also Spotify, as well as many others. I'll give you the floor plan here in a second. We will take your comments. Manny Chang will be putting them up for you here on the screen. If you've got super chat comments, we will make sure that we get to those first. We always appreciate them. The Miami Heat win today against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. They even their record at 17-17 and 17 with a 113-110 win without Bam Adebayo, without Jimmy Butler. We'll get into the specifics of it. This was another one that could have gotten away, but there were some significant uh, performances by what we, I guess you would call some fringe players tonight. So we'll get into that and also a big three from one of the core players of the Miami Heat as well. We are sponsored here as always by our friends over at Prize Picks. Use the code 5 FIVE. Get your initial deposit match up to $100. Everybody's been playing this with the NFL lately. You can continue to do that, of course, as well as the NBA, but we're building up to the Super Bowl. You can play two, three, four, five players together. You can pair actually six players now. You can pair them together. And of course, uh, there are no rollovers. So this is basically free money that they're giving you to play which is a pretty cool thing, and it is legal in the state of Florida. So go to prizepicks.com, the Google Play Store, or the Apple App Store, and download Prize Picks right away. All right, today's floor plan, I got Greg Sylvander and me. That's it. Just the two of us tonight. We're going to take you through this with some of your comments. Again, the Miami Heat win 113 to 110. Let me give you some of the numbers here before we go. Leading the Heat and scoring tonight. This was good to see. Uh, Max Struess, uh, 5 of 10 from three for 19 points tonight. Uh, he has been really struggling shooting under 25% this month. So they needed that. But also uh, they got 11 points from Gabe Vincent tonight in 18 minutes. This is somebody that they had to kind of work back in there. He has not been the contributor they expected this season, mostly because of the knee injury. They got from Duncan Robinson. They got uh, three threes as well uh, tonight. And he got to a significant milestone as well, getting to 800 threes. So, Credit to him for that. It's funny, when that number's up there, you kind of forget what he's done in Miami because he has been so shelved over the past season and a half. 18 points, five rebounds, nine assists from Kyle Lowry tonight, too. So let's not look past that. Uh, Caleb Martin did have eight rebounds, uh, three of 12 from the field. Nikola Jovic uh, started, was four of eight with nine points and had three rebounds. And here's the one. Tyler Hero, uh, it's just seven of 18 on the game. 14 points, but he made a critical shot late. So credit to him for shooting that. And then the other guy we want to mention tonight, because again, no Bam, no Deadman. We've been talking about Orlando Robinson a little bit. Uh, he did not start the game. Jovic did, but he played more minutes. He had 27 minutes. He was seven of nine from the field, 15 points, nine rebounds, four assists. He used his five fouls. This is one of those games I don't know that we're going to remember for that long because mm. Minnesota is a sloppy, sloppy team that is yeah. – I know they don't have towns, but 
But Miami needed the win. This is one of those games that if they dropped it, we would have been lamenting them dropping it even without Bam and Jimmy. Uh, give me the one thing that jumped out to you tonight, though. I would say, I guess, Orlando Robinson. I mean, we got to start there. Like, that's uh, the Heat have needed a, a big man contributor. Uh, particularly somebody that could fill in at the five spot. And I just feel like he capitalized on a really big opportunity against Rudy Gobert, who, you know, um, as much as he's my, you know, probably least or, or close to least favorite player in the league, he is a good defender and such, and he is an imposing post presence. So that I think that that's just something to walk away from this game and feel good about. The other part of it is that if you look collectively throughout the entire team, I felt like everybody, while not all having efficient games, while not all playing particularly great, they all contributed something. Like you could look at everybody and you could find something that they did. And that is more reminiscent of what we saw from this team last year. And so I'm not going to get too... um, high too low on this one like you said i think we may forget this one ultimately but just a win feels good ethan like it was getting ugly uh at home recently after that you know really impressive uh trip so it's good to get back in the win column good to get back to 500 and now they just got to try to build on it well Dwayne causewell reference here in the comments tonight uh I, I i i'll say this we're looking for green shoots somewhere right so i i think at this point the biggest green shoot would be Jimmy Butler playing consecutive games like that. That's that would be the best possible thing for this team. Okay. And God knows when that's actually going to happen. So a lot of this stuff is on the fringes, right? It's, it's, it's on the edges. It's just to try to get you through, but you are looking for possible rotation players. And you're also looking as we go ahead to January 15th and the possibility of Dwayne Dedman's contract being used in a trade, that whatever frustrations you may have with Dwayne Dedman this season, a lot of which are very warranted going all the way back to last season, you have to have some kind of replacement. I mean, they, they don't, they don't have Yurts of, and you don't know what they're going to get back in a trade. I don't think Yurts is going to be back for a couple of months at the very least. And so I'm probably longer than that, if at all. Uh, and so you need somebody else. And we've seen these signs from Orlando Robinson. And I think we've all kind of liked a few things. One is he plays hard. Uh, that's the start there. So he has that trademark of one of their developmental players. He's not a lazy kid. You can tell, okay, he plays hard. He's mobile uh, and he's somewhat versatile, but I, the mobility is what I like uh, that, that he can move a little bit because this heat team can seem a little stale um, and a little old at times. And I think with Deadman, and again, this is no, it's no disrespect to Deadman. They literally got him off the couch. Okay. A couple seasons ago. And he did a great job for them that first season, but expecting him to continue at that level. And even going back, we talk about the, the, the most important big man addition they probably ever made during a season, which was Chris Anderson. Who Bird was fantastic. Man, Birdman. Yeah, he was fantastic for the first season and a half. And but people forget he kind of tailed off too towards the end. Like it, it happens, okay? And and you know, the the problem with Deadman was he's tailing off, but he's still trying to do too much. Like he's still his shot profile is not what you would want. The, the moving screens that lead to the offensive fouls and all that stuff is not what you want. So honestly, Brady has harped on this all year. While Brady is the most polite 19 year old you ever meet. He's trying to be nice, but he, he keeps saying if they could just get through the Deadman minutes, well, maybe they don't have to like, that would be a good sign. Like maybe they actually have a competent player who can play on that spot. And if they do, then that is a good thing out of tonight. I will say, though, that to me, the single most significant thing tonight was Max Strews shot the ball well. I, I just – because true. they they cannot – I mean, we don't know what's going on with Duncan, but it's clear that they want to play Max over Duncan. 
So if they're going to play Max, he's got to make shots. Like, it's just, I mean, we're at that point. I think we all like Max. I know everybody on the team likes Max. I know that we talked about extending Max. You cannot have your three-point shooting specialist shooting under 25% for a month. Like, that is not going to work if he's going to be your three-point shooting specialist. So to me, the single most important thing tonight was that Max Struess uh, shot the ball better because I, I th- they're going to need that. We have talked about the variances in the shooting this year, that that is basically the difference between winning and losing for them. And more often than not at home, particularly, it has been the losing. Uh, so to get that from him tonight was significant. And to get something from Duncan, too. Look, it's true. Yeah, I mean, you, you hit the stat. They play better when he plays. Like, I, he, I mean, that, that's the thing about this. Like, just having him out there still makes a difference. It's just how much you want to count on him. At, that, that's the thing at this stage, okay? So yeah, to me, it's not about the contract. It's just, is there functionality there? Because... There are moments where just having him on there as, as a dribble handoff threat and as a spacer still matters for them. And I think one of the reasons their defense, their offense has declined is because they don't have that element in it anymore. Yeah, the shooting. I mean, it's so weird with Duncan Robinson watching uh, the last season and a half, we'll say, like, um, and his basically fall from being a, a full-time starter on this team to basically like a spot minute guy. And then you're also having conversations where he's the fastest player in NBA history to 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, 700, and now 800 threes. And he's uh, five away from the franchise record. So he'll have a a franchise record for three-pointers made, but yet he's been uh, tough to crack the rotation. So again, similar to Max and what you said about him just having a good shooting night, I think for Duncan to see the ball go in and be three of five from, from three, these are the things that when we talk about what ails this team, obviously injuries, there's been a lot of close games that haven't gone their way. And then there's been some just straight up guys have not played well enough as a, as a unit. But if the shooting starts to correct itself, it will cover up some of the stuff that's ailed them. And so this is the signs we're looking for. Although there's no Jamie, no Bam, good shooting from Max and Duncan. I'll take it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that, again, like I said, we're looking for little victories here. Uh, this is also coming off the Dolphins losing their fourth straight game uh, and their quarterback going to concussion protocol. Uh, and the Marlins not spending a dime this offseason and the Panthers are in full retreat and the Hurricanes just had their worst season ever, although they had good recruiting and Messi decided to stay overseas. And it's just it's just bad right now. So it's like if you can get an Orlando Robinson game right now, you will absolutely take it. All right, we're going to mention our next sponsor here. It's ODMPSI.com or ODM Performance Solutions. Team building is hard. The Heat have figured that out this year, right? ODMPSI can help you build a winning team and keep it together. If you're looking to fill an important role at your company, ODMPSI can help you find C-suite level leadership, sales rainmakers, plus management and operational support staff. To find out more, check out ODM. PSI.com. That's ODM, ODM, PSI.com, or give them a call at 954 434 0634. That's 954 434 0634. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, 
had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, the performance solution here um, that I, I want to look at as we go forward we talk about Nikola Jovic quite a bit, and it does seem like Spolstra uses him as this sort of placeholder in the starting lineup. Did he do anything tonight to make you say, okay, he needs to play more? Because I feel like Robinson did. I don't know if Jovic did. Um, I don't know about more when you have everyone back, especially if Orlando Robinson becomes a viable big. But I will say that the fact that he started and um, – he didn't look like the the game was uh, too fast for him or anything like that. Just essentially, he's a natural basketball player, and I think that we continue to see that from him. He's super fluid. Um, obviously, there's some rough moments from him, but he's he's raw. And so the fact that he can come out and contribute at all for them at this age, I, I won't put much more than it's just good to see that he looks like he still belongs. And when called upon, he can do something. Uh, there were, you know, this team continues to struggle from three overall. So if you see a guy get a couple paint points in any form, I think that that's going to make heat fans feel good about what's happening. And tonight they definitely, uh, you know, Jovic, but a lot of others got into the paint and that was, you know, good to see from, from the bigs across Miami's front court. All right, let's pivot a little bit. Let's get some more comments up. Uh, but I also want to uh, get to Tyler Hero's performance tonight because I thought it was interesting. Uh, we got some spoken play over to the five because he can't play Hero five. Uh, another one, Gabe Vince is a good cheap backup point guard. He's cheap for now. That's the thing. He's got a little cheaper this year because he hasn't, uh, uh, you know, he hasn't played that much. So, But I, I do think Gabe makes a difference for them, and I don't think we've discussed that enough. But this is the basic point from Van. Minnesota is a terrible, terrible basketball team. They made the Gobert trade, went all in, and they've gotten worse uh, significantly. And it's not just because Towns is not playing. I think Chris Fitch is going to get fired. I, I, I don't even know that's his fault, but they, they just don't play smart. Like, they don't play smart. It seems like Anthony Edwards, for all of his talent, has regressed as le- at least as a team player this year. Like, you need, you need a strong hand in there. I don't feel like they have it, uh, and, and I think that's an issue. They're not good. Uh, they are. I don't think they're a playoff team. I think they're a play-in team. And if they're a play-in team, they ought to recoup some picks. I Because I, they just gave up so many picks for Gobert. And he's going to get played off the court in a playing game anyway. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you, Van, on that one. Um, this one comes of Mac for a better tomorrow. Wouldn't you be concerned about a rookie big in the playoffs? I don't care if the guy's a rookie, if he's 15 years old, if he's 12 years old. If he's not committing moving screens on every possession, I'm all for it. Okay. Well, I, and – 
Orlando Robinson didn't get pushed around either. So I think that that's also a part of this. Like he kind of went head up with these guys and in the playoffs, that's what you want to see from a guy. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt tonight. All right. What is this coming from Timothy? Put this one up. Ethan, you always tease us by saying you will let us know next podcast and you never follow through. All right. What is that reference? It was that reference to what I said about the other night, my conversation with a certain former heat player. Probably could be. Okay. So I spoke to a former heat player the other night. (laughs) uh don't don't do that to me it's late i'm going i'm taking my daughter to boston tomorrow uh i spoke to a former heat player the other night who has communicated uh who i have a relationship with so it's not going to be hard to figure it out uh who has communicated with people inside uh the heat organization let's just say friends that he still has okay about the frustrations of this heat season okay and the frustrations are that everybody came back. We've discussed this, but if when you hear it from a player who's talked to people inside the organization and to other players and to coaches and to others who still has relationships here, it, it means a little more. Okay. And basically he said that it's just like the bubble season that everybody came back thinking things were going to be exactly the same. And this happens every time you run it back, which will make a lot of people who didn't want to run it back feel pretty good about that because it turns out in that case, they were right, but that the players came back sort of entitled, thinking that this was going to be exactly the same as it was, and it's not, okay? And I can just tell you, it's not just this one player. I, every time I've talked to somebody who has any ties to the Heat organization who goes into the visiting locker room here this year, or even if it's a broadcaster has ties to the Heat locker room or anything like that, or agents or anyone else, they all say the same thing. It is stale. It came back stale. And so I think that's why Greg and I have maybe pivoted a little bit because we keep hearing this stuff where maybe we are starting to come around to the idea that quote unquote running it back. And I, I understand they had to re-sign Caleb Martin and they were hoping for more from Vic. And I thought actually we haven't talked about Vic. I thought Vic gave him some good moments tonight, sure. uh, some important moments tonight. But but I, I think we've come around more to the idea that it just was not the best idea. I understand the circumstances that played into it. I know they, they were trying, you know, they didn't have the assets to make certain trades or they would have made certain trades. And again, they used the mid-level on, on Caleb instead of PJ, and I had no problem with that. I still agree with that decision. Uh, but the, the result of it is that the players didn't come back with the same attitude that they had last year, and it's very similar to the way they came back after the bubble, even though they had more time in between this time. And hearing it from a heat play, former player of some stature uh, basically confirmed that for me. So you guys can figure it out. Maybe he'll be back here someday. Who knows? I don't want to give away the name. Oh, that yeah. was an interesting little nugget to make people think about who that was. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, Game of Thrones, and you'll figure it out. That's all. <laughs> anyway, uh, Leo, someone's building a nice house with all the bricks we had tonight. I, I want to get to a couple more comments here before we close. Uh, aggressive insurance. I do want to mention insurancebylanette.com, insurancebylanette.com, 954 581 Life insurance, renter's insurance, especially car insurance. Okay. If you have a bad driving record, Lynette's the person to go to. 954-581-8800-954-581-8800. Insurancebylynette.com. And of course, you know Lynette uh, from here because she is a uh, a huge uh, Miami Heat fan. I can't believe that only like one person in the comments actually figured out who I'm talking about. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, so, <laughs> um, 
Speaking of a, a record, not Mario. Why would Rio be in the visiting locker room? LeBron, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's not even playing for anybody right now. We do love Lynette. We appreciate Lynette. Uh, tell LeBron stop dropping his. Le- LeBron is going to be in Orlando. By the way, one thing to watch here, and then I do want to close with Hero. Uh, one thing to watch is whether LeBron. Eric Reed mentioned this, and he's right. We're sending Jonathan Ramlikan, our pregame host, to Orlando for the game on the 27th. If LeBron plays in that game, don't expect him to play in Miami. If he doesn't play in that game, expect him to play in Miami. I don't think he's going to be playing back-to-backs at this stage of the season. As many minutes as he's carrying, we'll see. My guess is he – he. I would think he'd play in Miami, but we know sometimes he skips Miami. So we will see whether he skips Miami on the 28th. Uh, let's get into Hero here a little bit. We do like Nazreed, by the way. Uh, Real Issues Podcast had this comment. I'm, I'm a fan of Nazreed, but I don't know Me how too. they get him. Yeah, I don't know how they get him, but he's just really good against the Heat. So, <laughs> so that's part of it. Uh, but let's close with this. Tyler Hero tonight, I thought this was an important performance from him mm-hmm. because he did shoot the ball so poorly, but he still shot it late. And I don't want to say it because Tyler's going to get upset at me. He didn't have a good scoring game tonight. <laughs> they won. <laughs> I mean, causation is correlation is not causation, right? Like that's the whole thing. But That's true. But the but he contributed to a win with making that shot late. Because if he doesn't make that fall away tough shot from the corner, they probably don't win this game. So I give him credit for that. I thought that was that was maybe the biggest shot of the game. Listen, eight assists, and when you look at the fact that he only had three turnovers for a guy who's like a non point guard essentially. I mean, I maybe some people think you can play him at the one. Um and for him to, you know, kind of assume more of those responsibilities on a night that you have no Jimmy and no Bam, for him, when the shot's not falling, to find other ways to impact the game. And I know that this is probably like some pretty cliche stuff that uh, rest to peace to Dr. Jack would have probably said on a Heat broadcast back in the day. But um, like for, for him to impact the game when he's not scoring, that's what you want to start to see from a player who's about to be earning a max. Uh, well, not a max. I shouldn't say that. Uh, a, a very uh, lucrative contract extension that will kick in next year. So I think it was a positive game from him because he didn't shoot well, showed up big late. I thought that that shot was really big. Um, and it's just good. Uh, listen, tonight, no one's talking me off of the feel-good hill because they needed this win to get back to 500. All right, Eric kind of comes in here and says, stop. If Tyler doesn't go 0 for 8, he easily gets 20-plus points. We've been more comfortable. He was efficient from 2. He was efficient from 2. And he was a fisher too. And again, I'm not saying causation, correlation, not the same thing. I, I get it. Uh, I don't agree with that. The hero is overpaid. It's Eddie Jones 2.0. That's it. Eddie wouldn't have taken that shot. No, nor made it. Right. And I, I'm a big Eddie Jones guy, but I don't, Me I don't, too. I don't know. That's that, that Eddie wouldn't have taken that shot. Eddie was, Eddie was good for a lot of things, but not that. Okay. Eddie was a much better defender than Tyler hero. Uh, but, but not, not that. Um, I'll just say this. Uh, I like Tyler's overall floor game today. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, and and again, I'm not saying he should score less or miss shots because it's going to help them win. Please don't misunderstand that. I'm not saying that him scoring more is causing them to lose. I'm just saying it's just a weird trend that we've noticed, and it did play in tonight. That's all. Uh, Van Lee, bring in tomorrow and let's see what happens. If only they could. If only, if only they could, but I don't know if that's going to happen. We were a little looser tonight. Uh, we appreciate everybody in here with the comments. ODM. PSI.com. Let's trade Deadman for Covington. It's not the worst idea. Let's do actually. it. Out of the rotation. Uh, and right. Eddie Jones was not in the NBA at 22. He, I think he got to the Lakers at 
he's a four-year player at Temple, was he not? I think he was. Yeah. And and our uh, friend of the program, George Sedano, has mentioned that the Clippers and Robert Covington are, are a team to watch in terms of trades. Yeah. So shout out to that name being mentioned uh, as we start to gear up towards trade deadline talk. Well, George wants bigger moves. He's been blowing up my my uh, phone with good, bigger, good. bigger moves potentially, but I, I think he's getting into the dream sequence stuff here when none of that's going to actually happen. But he's he's monitoring things. George is sourced. You know, he travels around the country, so he's hearing things. If he hears things, I'll I'll uh, I'll let you guys know here. And no, Jay, I do not have an agenda. I'm not pushing an agenda on the hero thing. I'm crediting him for playing well tonight. You there weren't you saying Justice- that last year, Ethan. Like, you know what I mean? So it's not something that you've I mean, I'm the one who picked it for sixth man of the year last year and said he'd be the leading scorer on the team. So I don't don't know where I've gotten this reputation. Uh, Justice Bueller comes (coughs) going to the game Wednesday. Do you think Bam and Butler will play this season? Your guess is as good as mine. I have no idea. All right. I like the Kelly Olenek moves. Jay King, thank you for that one. All right. That's it. If you're listening to this on the podcast feed, I apologize because probably a lot of this is going to go over your head. We do thank our sponsors. Prize picks. Use the code 5 F I V E O D M P S I dot com and a aggressive <coughs> excuse me insurance. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.